0: The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, hello. Welcome. Glad you're with us. Big show, 50-some minutes. We're going to jam as much as we can in, and we would love to have you as part of the program. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. If you call in, you'll be talking to Matt. He survived yesterday, and he is back in the big chair tonight. So be nice to him. You get to me. And if you want to text in, let's start with our text question of the night. Putting political party aside... Should a President have unlimited immunity from prosecution after they leave office, and if you say yes, tell me why if you say no, tell me why uh a lot of lot of talk around that lately due to the former president, but uh I'm wondering from you what you think of this. So without thought to political party, because remember, if you say it's okay for one, then it's going to be okay for the other. So this is a blanket thing. Should a president have unlimited immunity from prosecution after they leave office? 855 is the old National Bank. Talk a text line, old National Bank. Get old. Matt, you made it tonight. Last night, uh the roads were, well, terrifying. It was nothing but ice and slush and... uh You made the wise choice not to
1: traverse the highways and byways. Yeah, given an hour and a half commute on a beautiful day, traversing the highways and byways and my ways last night was uh, not something something that would have been smart to do, especially with uh, I saw some pictures from I-94 in every aspect of Milwaukee County, Waukesha County, Racine County. It, It was not pretty.
0: The good news is, though, it's going to happen again on Friday. Oh, so this boy. Is all, this is all very exciting. I can't wait.
1: Why can't we but, have uh, it spread out? Why do they have to give it to us all within <laughs> one week and make our lives so complicated?
0: Listen, you're,
1: you're talking about Mother Nature.
0: She is a fickle, fickle beast, and uh, she's just going to hammer us as much as she can. We're going to talk about some snow rules for uh, Milwaukee and the surrounding uh, area uh, in a little bit. But going back to this thing about unlimited immunity, I don't know if you've been following this story. The appeals court was listening to the arguments that the former president is making, saying, hey, he should be immune from any sort of prosecution after he left office because, uh, you know, he was the president. He'd have presidential immunity. Now, we have to, like I said, take political party out of this. Because if it's good for a Republican, then it's going to be good for a Democrat and vice versa and, uh, ad nauseum and everything goes. And I thought it was interesting, uh, listening to, and, and we can only, we can only talk about the case that's in front of people now because it hasn't really come up before. Just like a lot of things with the former president, uh, we're in uncharted waters. So when I talk about this case, it's because there hasn't been another case. So no, um, the judges were asking the former president's lawyers all kind of hypothetical questions because they, the, his lawyers and uh, he is arguing that, no, he should, he should have this immunity. Anything he did while in office, no, you can't prosecute me for me. And the one that got me was when they asked if, well, what if the president of the United States ordered SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival? Now, that is a hypothetical. And the lawyer couldn't actually come straight out and answer it. I think sensibly you and I would say, uh, yeah, that seems like a crime. So, yes, you should be able to prosecute somebody for that. A president can't just order the military to execute his political rivals. That is so. And he went back and forth, well, if he's been impeached and there's been blah, 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 and the judges kept pushing, this is a yes or no question, they said. He couldn't give a yes or no answer. I will give my yes or no answer right now. Uh, The question is yes. He should be able to be uh, prosecuted if that hypothetical were true. And that's the kind of thing that you have to look at because down the road, we don't know who's going to be sitting in that office. And we don't know what kind of character that person will have. And if we have a person who is willing to do something illegal, knowing that they have blanket immunity from anything they do for those four years in office, because we've seen, listen, we've seen what happens in impeachments. Nothing really. Nothing's happened uh, to the former president. Nothing happened to Clinton. Oh, he got, you know, he got yelled at a little bit. That's uh, no. Uh, It's it's just great. Trying to follow some of the, uh, the texts that are coming in at 8556161620 um hell no who thought of that from the 414 uh 708 no unlimited immunity no one is above the law and uh then the 414 contradicts themselves and said I meant yes so no uh so there's my there's my thought on that that no we should not have l- unlimited immunity for the president I want to ask you this. We'll 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 leave the text question up there, and feel free to jump in and answer that as the show goes on. Uh, without thought to political party, should a president have unlimited immunity from prosecution after they leave office? Some new numbers came out about crime trends in Milwaukee, and I'm wondering. Just we'll we'll get into some of these trends, and some of them uh, are a little promising. On the whole, if you're if you're Living in Milwaukee, if you come into Milwaukee for work, if you're, uh, you know, you just come in maybe to go out to dinner, see a Bucks game, whatever you're coming in to do, or you live in one of the surrounding suburbs, do you feel safer now than you did a year ago? When you go out, are you feeling safer? That's the question, too. 855 616 1620. We'll break down those numbers and talk about a whole lot more. It is WTMJ Nights. It's Brian Noonan, we're here until eight o'clock and then and I say we like I uh, I'm talking for Matt and I uh, not that I'm you know have multiple personalities, uh, but I might. Anyway, eight o'clock, then it's uh, Brewers Weekly with Dominic Catronio. you know that. Numbers came out today for uh, Milwaukee's crime trends and overall things are pretty good. Do you feel that way when you go out? whether you're in Milwaukee to work, whether you live in one of uh, Milwaukee's neighborhoods, whether you're in one of the surrounding suburbs and you're coming into the city for whatever reason, are you feeling safer? Because... um it had been reported a while ago, and everybody was reporting on this, that uh, Milwaukee did avoid their fourth consecutive year of record-breaking homicides and non-fatal shootings in 2023. That's good news, right? Sure. Uh, both categories dropped 20% and 4% respectively. So 20% less homicides. That's good. 4% uh, a reduction in non-fatal shootings. Not a lot, granted, but it is something. So you have to go, okay you know we'll, we'll take what we can get so that's good um they're roughly still though twice as high as it was before the pandemic so from 2019 we're double that's not that's not good uh the city says they're making progress with reckless driving So that's, you know, well, Matt stayed off the roads last night, so that was one person out of the way, which was good. Uh, Second consecutive year that car crashes fell, uh, returned, the city is now back to its lowest count since 2017. Property crime fell, too, uh, for the second year in a row, down 13%, which is good. Overall violent crime dropped 3%. So those are all good things, right? Yes. It is a, um, according to the press conference today, which had Mayor Kevlar Johnson, Police Chief Jeffrey Norman, and Ashanti Hamilton, who is the director of the Office of Community Wellness and Safety, they were all together. They credited this to an unprecedented collaboration between law enforcement, community groups, schools, public health officials, and others. And I I would love to say that's not true, but the numbers bear it out. Is everything perfect? Absolutely not. Is there still room for improvement? Sure. But sometimes you do have to take the good with the not so good and say, all right, there is improvement. We've got to to celebrate that a little bit. Uh, According to a professor of psychology, and criminology, the stress and strain that covid caused people uh, they lost their jobs, they got into a lot of alcohol, those things have kind of abated. He was commenting on the fact that overall national trends are seeing the same thing. National trends for crime is are down, which is terrific, but there is uh, there are there are a few issues now remember all right remember uh, right after the pandemic and even into. I think it was early this year. Yeah, it was still going on early this year, because I know so, there was one one person that we work with here that had their, they had a, uh, a Kia, and it was stolen, I think, two or three times. And Hyundais were also targeted, so I was always worried, because I drive a Hyundai. Uh, I was always worried that it was going was to be you? stolen. That was <laughs> you? That was my Hyundai you stole. Uh, no, I I wasn't the one who had the car stolen twice or three times that was somebody else, uh, right out, one of them right out from our, our garage. So that's nice. Not my garage, the building's garage, but the car theft in Milwaukee, hasn't quite returned to pre pandemic levels, but the city has seen big drops for the second year in a row, which is great. Um, We all remember the Kia boys. Oh, the Kia boys were the scourge of the Internet and the scourge of Milwaukee. Uh, That was in late 2020. It peaked in 2021. More than 10,000 vehicles were stolen. Uh, Then things started to drop. Car theft has dropped 40% in the two years since then, which is good. It's down to only 6,200 thefts in 2023. However, that is still 38% higher than in 2020, so... Um uh, that's something we still have to watch out for. Crashes, as I mentioned, car crashes have dropped. Hit and run crashes have dropped. Um, however, traffic deaths, mm, not down too much. We're only down four, three traffic deaths in 2023 over uh, 2022. So not too good. But... You know, Again, and I don't mean to sound Pollyanna. I don't want to be, oh, Mr. Uh, Brightside, everything is wonderful, because you know that's not me. But, you know, let's look at it. All right, here are some of the, uh, the other crimes. Here are the numbers. Robberies increased 7% in 23, but they've been cut in half since their peak in 2015. Aggravated assaults fell for the second year by 4% in 2023, still 24% above 2019 levels. Burglary increased 4% in 2023, but that's still a 58% drop since its peak in 2016. And theft also dropped 8% in 2023. That's about the same level as 2019. Uh, Nationally, Milwaukee fits in with those trends. All of those same categories appear to have dropped in the last year. So that's good. Um, we uh, We will see how it goes forward. I... I'm always I'm always amazed because I've lived in big cities most of my life, <clears throat> whether it's Chicago or Los Angeles or uh, you know just all over. And I'm in Milwaukee all the time, and I'm very thankful that I've never re only once have I been the victim of a crime. Somebody broke into my car once, but that was back right when I was out of college. So it's been a long time, and. I'm always I'm always happy about that, but then I hear I hear some of these stats, and I still worry. Um, from the four one uh, four answering my question, do you feel safer? Absolutely not. I was mugged last month, and it happened in St. Luke's Hospital with lots of people around, but no one wanted to help. Finally, after eight minutes, a nurse came to the rescue and called nine one one. Oh my God! That I think the second part of that story is almost worse than the first part.
1: 8 minutes when you're in a hospital?
0: Yeah, that's the fact that there's so many people around and no one will help and it's, is more upsetting to me than getting mugged. Well, also, getting I, mugged
1: sucks. Add on to and, the fact this is not a bus station, this is a hospital.
0: Right, you're not in some, uh, you know, you're not out behind a dumpster behind a warehouse trying to score meth, you're in a hospital. You should have that right that whole building is built to help people. Exactly. So, uh, mm, all right. Well, I'm gl- I'm glad you're okay to text. I'm sorry that happened, and I can't believe it took that long for somebody. We, we live in a society where everything is caught on people's cameras on their phone. You don't have to run up and try to be a hero and knock the mugger down. How easy is it to just dial 911 on your phone while you're still standing at a safe distance for yourself and go, hey, somebody's being mugged at St. Luke's Hospital? You you don't really have to get involved if you don't want to get involved. You should try to get involved, um, especially after the fact. But, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 414, different 414. I feel a lot safer now that sometimes types of violent crimes are down. However, with the pinpoint accuracy of snow forecast, I'm a lot safer knowing I'll knock out in a blizzard of pouring rain some mornings. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, it's easier to forecast the weather than it is to forecast crime which is uh, scary, but, uh, yes, that is, uh, well, some people feel safer, some people don't, and that's how it's going to go, but those are the numbers. It's going to snow again Friday. Let's take a quick break. We'll get into some of the rules. If you are a resident of Milwaukee or the surrounding areas, you have some responsibilities. We'll tell you what those are and so much more. It's WTMJ Nights. All right, before we get to the news, one more uh, one more news-ish or eh, story that's going to affect us all. If it didn't affect you last night, it's definitely going to affect you on Friday. More snow is coming. Um, so I found this information today that uh, it deals with Milwaukee, but I'm urging you, if you live, I don't care where you live, Wauwatosa, Kenosha, wherever we're seeing, wherever you live, uh, check because some of this will apply to you, your community. Maybe a little bit different. Um, so there's obviously when there's a huge snowstorm, there's different ordinances that go into effect where it's are shoveling or snow removal. Um, garbage and recycling collection can be affected. That was the first question. Yes, uh, there could be delays because people just can't get into work. So staffing levels are down. Uh, If you are a Milwaukee resident, you need to make sure that you clear the snow and ice around on top of and leading to your garbage and recycling carts. Make sure the garbage collectors can get to it. Uh, A question that comes up every winter, are you required to shovel your sidewalks in Milwaukee? Yes. Yes, you are. Milwaukee sidewalks are required to be clear of snow and ice 24 hours after the snow stops falling. It's up to you if you own the property or whoever owns the property. If you, if you're a renter, your landlord is responsible for that. You, they need to clear the public sidewalks and the fire hydrants as if they are next to your, if they're next to your property. Snow should not be shoveled or moved into the street at all. I always, that always bothers me when people are doing their driveway and they throw all the snow into the street. Because you know what, then the snow plow comes and it pushes it right back on your neighbor's driveway. So stop that. Uh, failure to move snow from the sidewalks next to your property can result in a $50 fine if it is your first offense. The city also says, hey, listen, if you have elderly neighbors or disabled neighbors, try to help them out with the uh, the snow. And there's always a question, why are some neighborhoods plowed before others? Now, the jaded answer would be, well, that's where the politicians live. So, of course, that's why... <laughs> Those are the neighborhoods that get plowed first. Um, the official line is that the routes, uh, the routes that plow that start with residential street switches, that switches each year to ensure fairness to neighborhoods. That's according to the Department of Public Works. So every year. They shift it up. If your neighborhood was early last year, there's a good chance it's going to be late this year. Or, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe you live in the mayor's neighborhood and your streets are plowed right away. Milwaukee does not plow the alleys. That is the same I know in Chicago. They don't plow the alleys. So according to the Department of Public Works, alleys are not public right-of-ways in the same sense that streets or sidewalks are. Um, They they claim that they're quasi-rear driveways. So... Nope, you gotta you gotta plow your own alley, and the alley is the worst. Oh yeah, because at least the sidewalks in the streets that's fine, but a lot of times in the alley, maybe I know I have to shovel. I shovel my alley, and I try to shovel a big swath so that when you're in front of my garage, it's all clear all the way across the alley to the neighbors. Um, but then some people don't shovel the alley, and, and shovel people people shovel it back. Yes, I uh, people who shovel things back. If you, I, this is why I get so mad at people because uh, they don't act like we live in a civilized society. Live we'll into that in a society. More. We did it with the society. That's a pie in the sky, buddy. Pie in the sky. Uh, we'll get to more of that and then. Uh, Oh, we've got a lot of fun. Now we're going to we've got some fun stuff coming up in the next half hour. Not that this wasn't fun, but you know what I mean. And while I babble, Jack Grau is sitting in the WTMJ 24 hour news center saying, why doesn't he just shut up and let me do the news? Okay, Jack. Oh, my goodness. We're here till eight o'clock. Then it's Brewers Weekly with Dominic Catronio. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. Um, we were talking about the crime numbers earlier, and most of the crime numbers are down. Things are, things are on the upswing in Milwaukee, which is terrific. And I was asking if you feel safer, and one of our texters uh, said no. They were, mugged, uh, they were mugged at the hospital last month, and then they texted back, they're a senior that uses a walker, and police said I'm an easy target, which is horrible and makes it even worse that nobody helped for eight minutes. At the hospital, that my mom, who is now eighty-six, a few years ago, she was at the grocery store and she got robbed in the parking lot. Uh, and it's you know, there's it's such a horrible, helpless feeling. But um, you know, it, when you're in a place that's supposed to be <laughs> keeping keeping you healthy and safe, and you're not getting help, that that is the worst. All right, let's switch this up because. Now, Matt, I, I know you're very focused on sports. This is a sport in the longest stretch of term. Did you happen to watch a Squid Game when it came out a couple years ago on Netflix? I have not. Okay, it was, for those uh, those uninitiated, Squid Game was is a South Korean show, and it came on Netflix either right during the pandemic or just after the pandemic, and it became a huge phenomenon. Now, this was a drama, Squid Game, and it's about people who are in financial debt, and they are taken to a compound somewhere, and this sort of secretive agency is running these games. Now, on the fictionalized show, it's children's games. Children's games like Red Light, Green Light, and Tug of War, and uh, Marbles, and things like that. On the fictionalized show, the loser of those games is executed. And then only one person can win the money. So it was so successful, and I hadn't watched it. That sounds like a great premise. Of, it is. a. It, here's the thing. I had avoided it. And then all of a sudden, all these kids at school were like, Mr. Noonan, did you watch Squid Games? Mr. Noonan, did you watch Squid Games? I'm like, no. And so finally I was like, you know what? i got to watch Squid Games. And my wife was like, I'm not watching that show. So I was watching it, and then about the fourth episode, she wandered past and she was like, what? And she sat down for a minute on the edge of the couch, and then all of a sudden her feet were up on the couch, and then she was hooked too. It was crazy. Well, now, two years later, of course, they came out um, with a reality show, Squid Game The Challenge. I'm telling you, you don't have to have watched Squid Game, the, the scripted show, to watch Squid Game, the challenge. It is out of control. But, so it's I will tell you, here's the premise. They start with 456 people. And it's, it's a, a game show, like Survivor, but much crazier. So there's 456 people that start. The first game is Red Light, Green Light. And if you've never seen anything about Squid Game, there's a giant creepy doll that is the red light, green light. And when the doll spins around, her x-ray eyes can see if anybody moves. And unfortunately, and I say that almost unironically, they don't execute people in the reality show. They just shoot them with paintball guns. Well, a couple people are suing because they said they got injured doing this. Now, first of all, I'm guessing that I've done some game shows. I did one game show where part of the penalty was to drop through the floor. And I had to sign away pretty much everything. You know, if you, you know, if if you get decapitated when you fall through, you can't hold us liable. If you break your back, you can't hold us liable, blah blah blah. Uh so it was, uh I know the rider or the release for Squid Game the Challenge had to be, I can't imagine how many pages, but it had to be voluminous, telling all the things that could happen to you, because quite frankly, they can. There's one challenge where you have to walk across a glass bridge. And, Matt, you would like this because it uh, brings in gambling and uh you know, probability and all this, because some of the glass panels that you jump on, they stay fine. Some of the ones you jump on collapse and you fall. Now, I don't know how far the real fall is, but on TV it looks like they're falling off the cliffs of Moore into the into the sea because it's pitch black and these people just drop, and they drop out of frame, which I think is great. Um, then you've got these masked overseers, the staff, and there's a cryptic voice. And every time somebody is eliminated, money falls into this giant transparent piggy bank that is hanging in the middle of the dorm and they're taking cots out and it keeps going and going. Uh, it is, it is crazy. And I, I'd say definitely, definitely watch it. It's on Netflix. Uh, but anyway, two players, Claim they suffered injuries, including hypothermia and nerve damage, according to a press release by a law firm. Yeah, anytime your law firm's putting out press releases, you you got to be thinking, hmm. So anyway, Daniel Slade, uh, he's the CEO of a U.K.-based law firm representing two players, because the players are from all over the country, or all over the world, rather. There's uh, British people and uh, South American people and U.S. people and, uh, you know, And you start to follow some and some, you know, but then they're just like any good reality show. You're following some and all of a sudden, bang, they take a uh, paintball to the head and they get dropped. Well, this lawyer says uh, his clients had to, quote, stay motionless for hours in cold temperatures while filming. He added that they have sent letters that claim Studio Lambert, the company who co-produced the show, accusing them of not adhering to high health and safety standards on the set. This is another one of those lawsuits where I'm like, stop. you got no, no leg to stand on. Your clients signed up for this. It is a grueling, Psychological and physical test. Yes, you had to stand motionless. That's part of the game. The games almost the games in the reality show closely mimicked the games in the scripted show. They added a couple that they to the real show that you couldn't have from the scripted show because they were too dangerous. But um, you know, you got to stop. So they gave they gave away four hundred and fifty six million dollars. That was the big prize. The studio that put this together said, you know we we took the health and safety of our contestants very seriously. so far, no lawsuit has been filed um you know there were reports that the participants were put through tough conditions during the challenges. Yes, again, duh here's. Matt, I hope you watch this, because when you're watching it, I will ruin it for you in this way. Every time the staff marched into the dorm, I kept thinking they were going to break into Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation. Because they come in in formation, they're all in these uniforms, they've got their heads covered, and I'm like, there's got to be some music here. And I wanted them to dance. Unfortunately, they never did. And I also thought, you know, how far are we, how many years do you think we're away from, A show that actually does execute the losers not far I don't think so either it's gonna be like running man I don't know if you ever saw that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where people are executed on TV one of these days this is going to happen but for now this is as close as it comes because I got to tell you whoever I think they must have uh, squibs under their shirt because they can't have that many snipers who are just uh shooting the paintballs. It must be even though they didn't all happen in the shirts, some did get in the in the throat or up in the head. Um, they have there has to be some computer that's controlling the explosions. But I would have liked to have seen actual paintball snipers taking people out too. Maybe I'm gonna be the guy who brings this to it. I I'm complaining in uh, oh woe is me. I hope this doesn't happen, but Woe is me. I may be the guy who brings it to you, a show where people are actually executed. Now, don't. Ugh, this is going to garner some angry emails. And Did one of your hosts just say we should execute people on game shows? Eh, I didn't say we should. I said sometimes, you know, it's fun. So watch it. Watch. This is if you're, if you're looking for some mindless entertainment. And also it will get you to really like some people and really despise some people just like any good reality show. And if you think Survivor is tough, forget about it. This, Squid Game the Challenge, that's the tough one. All right, let's take a quick break, and then a lot of people are celebrating. Not really celebrating. They're adhering to dry January. And uh, maybe you're missing the taste of beer. I may have a solution for you. We'll get to that and more. It's WTMJ night. Ah, yes. Big snow coming Friday into Saturday. That's what they say. Listen, I'm I am always amused, and this is nothing against uh Brian Nisdansky and all the fine weather folks that we talk to here on WTMJ. I love them all, I respect them all. Meteorology is a science, so I don't doubt that at all. But I love the hysteria that is always worked up in advance of a storm like this. Um, you know, I'm watching I'm watching two markets. News. I'm watching Milwaukee news and listening, obviously, to WTMJ. Not when I'm on. Forget that. But I listen the rest of the time. And then I'm watching Chicago news, too. And the hysteria is basically the same in both markets and it's showing, oh, we've got this panhandle twirl that's coming up, and it's going to be here, and it could be the end. Uh We've got so many inches, and every map is a little different. Like the one I saw just before the show started showed six to eight inches, maybe in Milwaukee, except for this razor-thin line right along the lake. And it's like, how far does that come out? Is that just up to the shoreline? Is that, you know, um one block away? Is it the... Summerfest grounds? Precisely one millimeter offshore.
1: That's right. It's like a
0: baking recipe. If you cross the street from the lake, you could be killed. (laughs) So run east. Everybody like lemmings. We're going to run east.
1: All I need to to know (laughs) to simplify, and I know meteorology is anything but simple.
0: It is not. I wouldn't want to do it.
1: My drive is from X to Y. Is that going to be an issue from this time to this time? Because otherwise, Uh I'm sure snow matters to a lot of people. But for me, can I get to work? Can I get to where I need to be? Other than that, it could snow to the point where all the houses are buried. And it doesn't matter.
0: I'm the same way. You know what? I like looking at the snow. I don't want to go out and drive in it. Uh, I'll shovel it, I'll snow plow, whatever I got to do, but um, yeah, I look at the roads too, and uh, I'm watching the maps already, even though it's only Wednesday, and we got all day tomorrow to get more hysteria whipped up, and then it'll be time to uh see Friday. So far, all my routes look uh impacted. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen on Friday, but uh we'll see. I know I know whatever happens, at the end of it I will need some sort of adult beverage because I this year I'm not uh, I've I've noticed like I've done dry January before. Have you ever tried dry January, Matt? No, I have not. No, don't don't bother with it. Uh It's hard to do. do. It's really hard to do and I've done it before, but I realized I drink a lot less now anyway. So it doesn't make sense to try to do dry January cuz uh, it's not like I'm they they say it's oh you know people started doing it to because they've been overindulging during the holidays. Well, I, I didn't overindulge during the holidays. So it's like okay. But some people are and that's fine because I'll tell you the times that I've done I've done
1: sober October and dry January. Sober October, that's like the worst time to go dry.
0: They both sucked.
1: Well, because here's the thing with sober October, you lose on all the fall brews. Yeah, right. And with dry January, the thing with me is there's always an occasion where the social convention is to drink alcohol. Now, I understand that you don't have to, but it's like, it's kind of odd. Like there's always an if, and, or, but. And I personally think if you say I'm doing dry January, like my cousin last year, proclaimed i was at a family event in new jersey she (laughs) says i'm doing dry january this is like this time last year so january 9th january 10th so we're a little bit into the month she's like i'm doing dry january 10 seconds later she's got a glass of wine in her hand yeah And like gee dry january dry week i meant bourbon i'm not drinking bourbon during january
0: everything else that nothing else counts and everybody who's doing dry january and i I guess I might have been guilty of this. you, you got to tell everybody. There was a, gr- a hilarious skit last night on Jimmy Kimmel uh, about a guy who was just... He's had a fun everybody. couple of weeks. Oh, boy. Uh, good, no- good news if you're not an Aaron Rodgers fan. He, you heard this, Matt. We're gonna, we'll are we we'll veer off on this because there's two big sports stories today. Aaron Rodgers is off Pat McAfee for the rest of the football season. Dude, I, it's got to have something to do with the Kimmel stuff.
1: It's got to, but also focusing on the Rodgers aspect, which led into this, I talk with a lot of New York Jets fans, given I spent the last four years in New York, there are a lot of them. And I keep saying, being somebody who has followed the NFC North for the entire Rodgers era in Green Bay, what he is doing right now is not going to help your team. You need to come up with an alternative to Aaron Rodgers. He is not helping your young guys. You will not be a successful football team
0: no.
1: with him. And they're like, well, well, and I'm like, no, you will not be a successful football team. You can fantasize all you want. The New York Jets will not do anything as long as he is the quarterback of your team. And they don't
0: want to hear it. No, of course they don't, because he was going to be their savior.
1: And he was for, what, 56 seconds? Like three snaps?
0: Yeah, and then it all went. Uh, I mean, he all went, went to the down. New York so Jets. Done... What else
1: do you expect? Isn't that above expectations for them? <laughs>
0: Then the other big story today, uh, Nick Saban retired. Five national championships. Nick Saban gone. A lot of people say Nick Saban is uh, is the devil. Could be. Um, he was the coach at Florida, right, with Tim Tebow. Yes. Because I think we talked about the documentary he was, that... He was with Urban Meyer, Tebow. Oh, was. he was with Urban Meyer, that's it. Okay, because, yeah, we talked about that, uh, yeah, Urban Meyer was Tim Tebow's guy. He was the one that uh, was in that documentary. But
1: uh, Saban was at was... LSU, so it went, so from 2006 to 2008, it went Meyer, Saban, Meyer, Natty Champs, right, Dom? 06, 07, 08? Yes. Yeah. Wait, w- wouldn't Stoops be in there, 06? Didn't Florida beat him that year? To an OU, Florida Alabama Florida love we'll the check
0: yeah <laughs> now I've thrown now I've thrown a monkey wrench into Brewers weekly too <laughs> wait a minute we were talking baseball we're not uh, we're not talking college football, but I figured uh you were paying attention to that story all right before we get out of here real quick uh since I did bring up dry January Miller light has found a way to work around dry January uh Miller is going to be selling beer mints which Honestly, couldn't sound more disgusting. They said, beer lovers can chew their brew without consuming a drop of beer because you're going to put this mint in your mouth, and, oh, at first you're going to get a nice spearminty taste, and then uh, you're going to start to uh, get a subtle taste of Miller Lite. You will get uh, a little hoppy feel on your taste buds. So you can get them online, uh, millerbeermints.com, and they're 5 bucks. You get 40 mints. Uh, you can give the other 38 away to your friends and or enemies after you try a couple, because I'm guessing you're not just going to pop one in your mouth, you're going to pop a couple, and then, then it'll be done. All right, listen, that's it. Yes, I know, it's very fast. We'll be back uh, Friday night from 7 to 9, and I will be in from noon to 3 Friday afternoon as well, so a little more time to spread out. Thank you for listening, thank you for texting in and being part of the program. Matt, thank you for all your help. Brewers Weekly with Dom Catronio comes up on the other side of the news. I will talk to you later. Have a great night. It's WTMJ.